Galatians today. Are y'all ready for the word? Thank you, Jesus. And as we, we go here to the, um, towards the end of the year, I really want to talk about new beginnings, and I might not be able to get to it until next week. But um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? And just as, as a bit of review, these Galatians, they weren't Jews. This was not a Jewish church. And uh, they were infiltrated by... Jewish believers. Now, they got saved by faith in Christ, but these Jews came in and said, well, you also need to keep the law. The gospel is Jesus plus nothing. Okay? But so, so he's telling them, look, who, who has bewitched you? It's like, it's like witchcraft. That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. They saw him crucified, even though they didn't physically see him. See, even though you you don't physically see him crucified, you can see him. Can you say amen? Uh, See him. And and, and as we we talk about communion, um, and I'm going to be teaching off and on on communion because there's so much power in communion. And when you partake of the communion, you want to see him. And you want to see him right. And we'll see where where this goes. I got more scriptures than I can probably get to today. Thank you, Jesus. But it's important to see him. And we'll talk more about that later. What what to see when you're partaking of communion. Um, Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Next verse, this, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Everybody say the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? <laughs> Calls them fools again. Are you, are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit, okay, not by the law, but, but having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And flesh, in this reference, means self-effort. See, what's the law? Trying to do something to earn God's favor. Trying to earn God's acceptance by your performance. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, verse 5, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles. Everybody say miracles. Man, everybody could use a miracle. What kind of miracle do you need? Do you need a healing miracle, financial miracle? But miracles are available, okay? Now watch this. How does God do it? And man, when you can get a hold of this, and we're going to tie it back into, I mean, on my way, man, I got some revelation from the parable of the sower and a and, uh, kind of, warning for for us to to not to God doesn't scare us but he corrects us gently with the word it's a sweet sound of correction 
And so I want uh, 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 something, I want to bring some things to your attention that the Holy Spirit wants to emphasize. It's like sometimes when I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, Internet doing certain things and working on certain things uh, or trying to post something or trying to do a, a Facebook ad, sometimes there's this little, little yellow triangle and it's like a, a warning sign. When I see that little thing, it's something is wrong. And it's not letting me proceed. It's not letting me do what I want to do. Okay. And um, sometimes there's ways that seem right, but it ain't right. Okay. So, like the power of communion, you're not going to see that on TV commercials. There's certain things you only, you, you only going to get in church. So it's important that you pay attention. But what I'm up against and what, what ministers of the gospel are up against is the loud sound of the world. And it's loud. They get their message out there. They pay millions, billions to get their message out there. And it's constantly coming at us all the time. I got 52 shots at you. If I, if I can get you to come to Bible class, I got a few more. Okay? And that's why it's important to feed yourself. But it's also important, uber important. <laughs> huge. This is huge that you take time. To hear the word. He who works miracles, how does he do it? Is it, is it by self-effort, by the works of the law? He said, are you now being made perfect by the flesh or self-effort? Is it, is it by doing something to earn your miracle? Doing something to deserve it. How does he do it? This just seems kind of counterintuitive, right? That you can just hear the word and get miracles. You know what? You're in a position, when you're hearing the word, like like, uh, Mary was, Martha was in the kitchen, she wasn't doing anything bad. She's doing what she does. She probably had a gift of hospitality. She's cooking for Jesus. I mean, Jesus is at the house. You want to Come on, get him some ribs, something, okay, make him your best dish, and, but what was Mary doing? She was sitting at his feet hearing the word. What is that? It's a position of rest, and miracles happen when you rest in, why you, why you, see, what if we believe this? What if we believe that, that we, we would take every opportunity to hear the word? And congratulate yourself. Everybody, give, give yourself a hand right now. Even if you're watching online, go on, don't be bashful about it. Give, that, that's what you're doing right now. I'm not scolding you. you 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 hearing the word. What I'm saying to you, I want to encourage you to amp it up. Thank you, Lord. By the hearing of faith. Okay, let's, let's go to the next verse. 
And my account, my my phone and controlling this is on the pot, man. I I got I've got to get y'all to uh, help me here. You're doing a great job today. Thank you. Um, so, uh, when scripture's not not keeping up on the screen, get in the media department. Help us. <laughs> Amen. We we're under man, but we we get it done with the help of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And it's not just the Holy Spirit. Help, praise, praise God, I'll pray. Huh? Sometimes we don't need you to pray. We need you to get involved. I mean, you know, pray, right? You might be the answer. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Now, now the ones, let's go back to this. We're not going to read this whole passage, the parable of the soil. Now, your production, this is very important. I'm, I'm teaching here. I'm, on, I'm in a teaching mode this morning. I'm a teacher, and I have to remind myself to settle down. I get excited. Teachers get excited. I just read a word. I don't need music to excite me. I love music, but this word excites me. Make me want to jump up and down. So I want you to, to lock into this. Man. This is so exciting. It's not, it's not the sower. The sower sows the word. I'm sowing the word right now. It, it's not the sower that determines the kind of harvest that you're going to get. Okay. You determine what kind of sower you're going to be. You determine that. I love that. And so what would happen if you took more time to hear the word? How do miracles come? By, by, by hearing the word. And so, but what if we believe that? Okay, so what's counterproductive is, it like it's or, or, or counterintuitive, it doesn't seem like that that's how it comes. And on the way to church today, I, I got a revelation of how this is connected with self-effort. Because you can think you're living by Jesus plus nothing, but actually you could be living under this, under, under, uh, this mode of Jesus plus me doing a bunch of things. And those doing the, the things that you think you should be doing, now we should, we should do stuff, but it should be spirit-directed effort. I'm being in. I'm under the influence right now. The Holy Spirit is helping me right now. Because, see, could it be that those things that you think are going to cause you to produce are actually the things that are drowning out and actually choking the word? Because what, what we're trying to do how many of you, we, wanna, we all want to be productive, don't we? We want to be that kind of ground. We read about it, that 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. It, but it tells us how it happens. And it tells us how it doesn't happen. Now, here where we're going to put that little yellow triangle, right here. Now, the ones, it makes sure that this is not you, that fell among the thorns who, when they've heard, 
Now, we, we look at one kind of ground, the enemy just snatches it away. I mean, it don't even, <laughs> it don't even get, to your, get into your heart because, oh, man, I don't, believe, I don't believe that. I believe we got to do stuff. I believe we got to work and work and work and work and work to get God to love us and accept us and so forth. You're not that. Okay? So, but this, this, this kind of ground here. Now, there's another kind of ground. They, they heard it and they got excited. Woo! Glory to God. But then other people talk about it. Persecution happens. Stuff like that. And, and, and you don't see them. They don't show up. They're gone. They're, I mean, they're not, you know, they forgot the word that, that they've heard because it, it, it didn't have any root. Now, this, these kind of people, it, the word is, 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 how many of you, the word is taking up root in you? Okay, so this, this is, the word is, is in you, but yet um, this is the one you've got to really, really pay attention to now. When you hear Notice the connection. But you see the connection between this and Galatians? You, you see how the miracles happen? By the what? By the hearing of faith. Not just hearing anything. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. We looked at it last week. How can they hear without what? A preacher. So I'm important. My feet are beautiful. We, I showed you that last week. Don't want to talk too much about myself. But my, my feet are beautiful. Anybody that proclaims the word, if you proclaim the word to your coworker, your feet are beautiful. When you proclaim this gospel, man. Yes. Because it's a beautiful thing. This word is a, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's the only thing that can totally transform a life. Huh? Amen. So when they've heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, nothing wrong with money, but we shouldn't be chasing after it. We talked about that. But I want to focus on this last one, the pleasures of life. Just like Martha, wasn't anything wrong with her being in the kitchen. Thank God on Thanksgiving that somebody's in the kitchen. <laughs> right? But man, when that word is going forth, man, focus on that word. And but the pleasures of life can choke the word. Let's look at this from the New Living Translation. I saw this like, wow. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out. This is why this warning sign is on, on this, because if you're not careful, you won't see it coming. And you can actually think that, that you're living under grace, but actually you're trying to make it happen. And you're not really at rest. You're working, and the message is crowded out. by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. And so 
you'll never grow into maturity. You'll never get to the place where God wants you to be. Getting a little quiet in this Presbyterian church for right now, but Luke chapter, I'm going to keep on going down this road a little bit. Now it happened as uh, he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet. What? Hers. Third passage we look at. Heard. Something about this hearing. Jesus said another time, take heed how you hear. Heard his word. And, um, but here's what these cares can do. Distract you. Martha was distracted with much serving and everybody said the sweet sound of correction. Okay, that's what this is. Don't let anybody get into condemnation because this is not a, we, we don't have anything but good news here. The good news is, man, miracles can jump off. And uh, we talked about he that, oh my goodness, he that works miracles among you, he who, who supplies the Spirit, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Supplies the Spirit, works miracles. We looked at tho those words I showed you that both of those words, supplies and works, are present, active, participle, which means it's in the continuous present tense. So, man, watch this. Oh, man. There's a constant supply of miracles. It's always flowing. So, so what we have to do, here's some, here's some key words. Key words, I want you to, if you're taking notes, write these words down. Plug into. Uh, activate. Make a demand. these keywords down and make sure that you got all these out. Okay. Plug into. Everybody say plug into. Activate. Oh, here's another one. Release. And put a demand. See, the power is always flowing. For the sake of time, I'm not going, I, I want to invite you though to for, for extra credit studied this in, Mar in Mark chapter 5 when um, the woman with the issue of blood came to Jesus. I think I mentioned this last week, but I want to re reiterate it because it fits well right here. You getting some out of this today? So that woman had this flow of, flow of blood for a very long time. And so she pressed in Okay, now, under Jesus' ministry, I mean, he had an unlimited supply of the Spirit. And so, this woman, she came in the crowd, she pressed through, touched the hem of his garment, power was released into her body, and she was totally healed 
nobody really knew what was happening except Jesus. He sensed that power flow out of him. He said, who touched me? Now the disciples were like, what are you talking about? All these people around you, we're trying to keep them away. What do you mean, who touched you? A lot of people touch it. I mean, we're trying to do crowd control here. But he said, no, somebody touched me. And then the woman came, and she gave her testimony. And so how this fits is the power is available all the time. There were other people around him didn't tap into it. What kind of ground are you going to be? I, I, I talk to people who get, and this, it amazes me, and I give glory to God, and, and, and I was talking to somebody here recently just about um, how much they got out of my message. And they were saying stuff that was so good. And I'm like, I, I think, and this happens all the time. People tell me stuff they get out of my message I know I didn't say. You know why? Because it's the Holy Spirit. I'm teaching. The Holy Spirit is ministering through me, but yet there's another dynamic. The Holy Spirit in you is showing you stuff about what I'm saying and, and tailor-making it to what you're dealing with in your life. The Holy Spirit's like that. You can't put him in just a box. I mean, this thing is dynamic. You understand there's a lot of stuff going on right now? Even though you can't see it? Huh? Glory to God, hallelujah. And when you get a revelation, somebody was telling me this this week. They called me with tears and, and, and talked about how they got a revelation of something. And it, 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 was, it, it was, man, it, it was like, I know, and, and they were telling me, kind of prefacing it by saying, I know this is just a small thing. I said, no, 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 this is a big thing. So, but, but because when you get revelation about something, can't nobody take it away from you. The power is going forth all the time. I talked about electricity last week. I mean, all you got to do, you, what's one of those words? Plug in. I don't have to understand how it gets from the power plant to the building. I don't have to get inside the wall and follow the wires. Doug Drury, who goes here, he might be listening, he's traveling, but he, he's an electrician. He can, he can explain certain things to you. I don't really care to understand it. You can Google it, but all I got to do is turn the switch on if I want power, and that power comes in, and see, so you don't have to understand how healing works. Just tap into the power. So, so 
Don't get dist- don't let yourself like Martha get distracted. Wouldn't it be <coughs> like the devil? <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody posted something. It's it's good if you can look it up. You talked about some old message. I think from 1965. Anybody remember a guy named Paul Harvey? He had them little snippets. He had a, he had a little a little message called "If I Was the Devil." And it was really telling, man, 1965. He's talking about what he would do if he was the devil. Talking about stuff like what, what he would put on TV. <laughs> you know, a lot of stuff. But doesn't it seem like the devil, if miracles happen by hearing the word, to do everything he can to keep you from hearing it? Get you talking about you work six days this week. You tired. You could. God love you whether you go to church or not. And he'll quote me. <laughs> right? He'll quote me. I was like, the devil. Will <clears throat> huh? Just like when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Didn't he he quote the Bible? The devil knows the Bible. He said, throw yourself off the mountain. It's written. He gives his angels charge over you. The devil knows Psalm 91. Better than most Christians. That's why you need to rightly divide the word so you know when the devil's trying to take that word and manipulate it. You don't need to. You don't need to go to church. <laughs> huh? Yeah, one one family. You know, I guess the the child didn't want to get up, and uh, it was a little bit of drive to get here, <laughs> and so they had passed church right around the corner. A couple of churches, and finally the child said, "Well, why can't we just go to this one right? <laughs> why can't we just go to this one right here?" See, you need, you, need, you need to go where God tells you to go. Here, how far it is, praise God. Right. Get yourself, don't get yourself distracted from hearing. She approached him and said, Lord, she's going to reprimand the Lord. Isn't that something? Do you, don't you care that my sister left me to serve here alone? Tell her come help me. Man, we can get into some stuff right here about people telling Jesus what to do. People that make God according to their own image. <laughs> A lot of people quoting God have no idea what the word says. Well, here's what I believe. God... Don't the Bible say that God helped those who helped themselves? No, the Bible didn't say that. Benjamin Franklin said that. (laughs) Now, it might might seem like I'm talking about, I'm saying don't do nothing but just sit back and read. Pastor, because the constant objection you get is, Pastor, don't we have to do something? 
Yes. But that's not people's issues, not, because they're always doing stuff. That's why you got to really hone in on rest and rest and rest and rest and rest, because people are so do, 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 do oriented. There's too much do, do. So we got to focus on the rest. So when we, when we do, we are, we are, it, it is spirit-directed effort. The Holy Spirit is saying, no, you don't, do you really have to do that? Get over there to Bible class. See, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's like, oh, I hear pastor on Sunday. He ain't going to do nothing but talk about Jesus. Now, you don't, the devil's not going to say it like that. Or you keep on saying the same thing. Is it the, the only question you need to ask is stop tripping. And the only question you need to ask yourself is, is it the word? Now, I know if you, know, if you want 17 steps to your miracle, that sounds, I mean, that, that's more sexy. Five steps to guarantee your financial success in 30 days. Sign me up. Simply hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing the word of Christ, the message about Jesus, is what causes miracles. Thank you, Lord. The man just sitting there, minding his own business, Paul was listening to Paul preach. And uh, I think it was Lystra. And this man, lame from his mother, mother's womb, never had walked. He heard, there's a word again, heard Paul speak. He was listening intently to this message, and Paul perceiving that he had faith to be healed, but what happened before he had faith to be healed? He had to hear something. He said, stand up on your feet. And the man, he leaped and walked. This stuff is not complicated. Don't you care, Jesus? She leave me in this kitchen all alone. I need some help up in here. Therefore, tell her to help me. Jesus and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Jesus says your name twice, you're in trouble. Martha, Martha, don't you get it? So many things you're worried about and troubled about. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. You, 
you, you could be careful and troubled about a whole lot of things. Jesus said one thing is needed. For a while, I, I didn't really understand that. I mean, I accepted it because it's the word, but wait a minute. I need to do other stuff. I, I need to take the trash out on Thursday night. I mean, there's things that need to be done around our house. The children need stuff. They need, I mean, I've been there. I mean, I've been a chauffeur for my kids. And I mean, it may not sound right, but it equates to me really Ubering your kids around. That they got to get to this place and that place and whatever. How many of you know the world don't care whether you hear the word or not? No, they don't care. So you got to be be purposeful and, and and mindful. But I finally got what what it meant. Like one thing, you know, one thing is needed. You can do other stuff. Other stuff. I mean, we have to do other things. But only one thing is needed. That's the necessary thing. I mean, th- that doesn't that show you how powerful the word is. I mean, when when you when you Sit and hear the word. What was Mary doing? She was sitting at Jesus' feet and hearing the word. That's the needed thing. And what, what I believe Jesus is saying by this is that when you take care of the one thing that's needed, all the other things will be added to you. And this has manifested itself in my life many, many times when I'm just focusing on the word and I get my mind off of my troubles and what what's coming against me and all this kind of stuff. I get my mind off of that and just focus on the word. Because what's worrying going to do anyway? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I mean, I'm minding my own business. The biggest tree on our lot falls right in front, front of where, I, where, where I'm teaching the word in my office. I mean, I wasn't doing it at the time. But this is, this is kind of my home base where I get on, get on the net, get on Facebook and share and, and, and so forth. So, and all of a sudden I look out my window and I can't even see that. Usually I can see the house across the street. I couldn't see nothing but a big old, some pine. Like, at first you got in shock. I was like, what in the world? I go outside, a big old tree. I posted it. I wanted to know anybody wanted a Christmas tree, and y'all didn't, nobody said anything. Had, you would have a little bit of trouble fitting it. This has to be, I don't know how many feet, 20 feet, 30 feet. Uh, Man, somebody was commenting and saying, well, maybe they can prop it back up. A guy came and said, no, I wouldn't put that thing back up. He said, because it can come back down again, and, you, and we, we couldn't even do it. You would need a crane to get that, that thing. It wouldn't even be, in, be worth it. But, you know, in my mind, it's like, how much is it going to cost? <laughs> right? Because I got to do something. I can't have this big old monstrosity you know, sitting in the yard, you got to do something, you got to deal with it. 
because life happens, right? And stuff. I'm not expecting the daggone tree to fall down. It was when we had all that wind the day before Thanksgiving. Remember that? A lot of wind. And then there was the ground was damp. I found out more about trees than I want to know now. I found out that the pine trees, they don't take deep roots and all that kind of stuff. And like, okay. But man, these cats came out. They came out with all these crews. Um, man, they, they, were, they were good too. Gave me a really great price. And, and it really wasn't like God, God, dealt, God provided. It didn't even like it didn't even happen. I mean, like we didn't even miss the money. It was just we got it, but we got we got a good price. I mean, I had the money to pay, but you know how much you don't want to do that. I mean, you don't want to give up no money for a daggone tree. <laughs> I got other things I can do. Amen. This guy got rid of that big old tree for, it's a company from Lima, Ohio, got, got rid of it for, for, for $550. And if you knew how much that tree was, and there's another company from Fort Wayne, one of $850. And them cats came out there, man, in an hour, that thing was gone. They came out with big old machines and put, chopping that thing up, and put a big, big old truck, came in the yard, and they threw that stuff in there, and and chopped up that tree, and they was on, on about their business. About, about 15 of them guys came out, man. And they, and they was in there. They cleaned up. They, they was like, man, I got this job and that job. And they just went all over the area. I thank God that tree is gone. But so worrying about stuff like that. You can worry about it. You can stay up and worry about it, but this tree's still on the ground. You can stare at it all you want and look at it and wonder how am I going to take care of it or you can just let Jesus minister to you you can you can you can hear the words just Lord thank you for your provision thank you that you, you supply all my needs I just rest in your presence and just man I tell you what it's so easy to hear the word now you got to have the word on your phone you can play it to you in different translations Play it on the way to work. Just just hear the word. Hear word-based teaching. Come to Bible class. Come Sunday morning. Every opportunity is hear the word and then watch what happens. Now your mind going to tell you that that ain't going to do nothing. See, that's what the the, the devil is wanting to do everything he can to keep keep you from hearing it. And that's the time you need to press in more. Oh, you mad now. So I'm going to hear some more. Here, I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to let you hear it. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's let's res- uh, uh, let's receive our communion. Man, we didn't get into much today, but we got into much. <laughs> so, first. Corinthians 5, 7 says to purge out. If you need need a communion cup and bread, just raise your hand and we'll get it to you. Therefore, uh, well, last part of 1 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for Christ, indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Notice how they ate the Passover. For Christ was our Passover. I shared this last week. 
will reiterate it. You know, when Jesus instituted the Passover, it was the same night that they had the Passover meal. Jesus had the Passover meal with the disciples. It wasn't a coincidence. The scripture I just read says that Christ is our Passover. And I'm going to be teaching about, like, really what we can get out of the Passover so that we can, we can receive all the power that's in communion. Power is released. Remember what I said about the woman with the issue of blood. Blood power was released into her body. You know power for your miracle is released in your body when we receive communion? And since Christ is our Passover, I mean, he's the, the Passover was the type, he's the substance. So we can go back to the type and see what Jesus is the substance of. And in Exodus 12, 8 and 9, it says that they, they shall, actually we have that, um, they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire. Now let's just, let's, let's keep this here for a second. With unleavened bread and with bitter er herbs shall they eat it. What's, what, what does it mean to eat it roasted in fire? Because the, the fire of God's judgment fell on Jesus. See, this is a type of Jesus. So, so they ate roasted. They, they ate of this lamb roasted in fire. And with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw. Next verse. Don't eat it raw. Don't eat it raw. What's that talking about? Don't look at the raw Jesus. What's the raw Jesus? Don't see Jesus as a babe in a manger. Don't, don't see Jesus as somebody who lived a moral life. He did those things. I mean, he, lived, he was a baby and he lived a moral life. And don't, don't look at him as a prophet. See him roasted in fire. Because it wasn't his perfect life. Okay. That saved us. It was him on the cross. His sacrifice and his death on the cross. So we 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 see we see him. So we eat it, we eat it raw by looking at Jesus on that cross being punished for us. And see him roasted in fire. The fire of God's judgment that we should have took fell on him. He became sin. That's how we should partake of communion. Eat it. Don't eat it raw. Look at Jesus as, as he is or as he was on the cross. He said, do this in remembrance. That's as far as we're going we're to go with that. But he said, do this in remembrance of me. Don't remember your sins because they were punished in the body of Jesus. Don't remember your, don't remember your sin. Your sins were remembered in the body of Jesus. 
Don't remember your pain. Jesus took your pain. If you're sick today, don't think about what you're going through. See him. Let's break the bread together. Jesus, we see you on the cross bearing, taking our, our judgment, taking our sicknesses and our diseases. By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. We, we remember you on that cross. And as you, as you partake of the bread, I want you to see the power released in your body right now. Let me, let me, let me just say, say, say something else. I invite you to just close your eyes right now. And you know they came out that night? This was the night of the Passover. But before they came out, they ate of that lamb roasted in fire. And then through the blood that was applied to the lintel and the doorpost, they were delivered. So they could be delivered from Egyptian bondage after being there for 400 some years. How much more will, and that, and that was the type, how much more will the substance deliver you? Your deliverance is at hand. I want you to see the power for your freedom, for your, for your deliverance, of whatever you're dealing with right now. If you have pain in your body, sickness in your body, if you're watching this online, you, you can go grab you some grape juice, or some cracker or something, and partake of this. And receive power released in your body by seeing Jesus on that cross, bearing your sin, bearing your sickness. Let's partake of the bread together. Jesus, we see you. Jesus, we see you. Your death and your sacrifice was our freedom. This cup represents the blood of Jesus, and his blood was shed so that your sins would be removed as far as the east is from the west. We remember Jesus. What about my sins? They've been canceled. Your sins have been eliminated. We have. We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Thank you for the blood that you shed for us, Jesus. Let's partake of the cup together. Hallelujah. Let's just praise God right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.